to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. Hey there, Hacking Your Health listeners. I just want to say a special thanks to everybody that is listening to this podcast. If you're enjoying what we're doing, please share us. We're all over at WeHackHealth on Twitter, Discord, Instagram, you name it, uh, pretty much everywhere. But uh, your support, your sharing of your experiences, this community is what drives us, what drives this podcast, and what allows us to be able to do this every single week for you. Uh, So if you're enjoying what we're doing, please uh, share us out there. The more people we have to impact, the more people we have to help, that's our mission, that's our goal, and that's the whole thing about hacking your health. Thanks, everybody. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. And I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is another rough and ready episode of Hacking Your Health Podcast. What's well, at, least you're, at least you're stationary today. That's the, the best part about it, right? You're finally back home. You're not traveling. Uh, we'll get some podcasts in. We didn't have, we're not going to have to hopefully sync up like three or four different splices of videos and try to get it working like we did last week. <laughs> I mean, don't speak too soon. Like I have, so for anybody who is watching, apologies, the fact that this looks like I'm recording it on a potato um, and anybody who's been following anything, the my camera is in my bag, which is fucking worse. I'm having to use my laptop, which I mean, you can see the quality of the camera, but everything else should work. Hopefully, fingers crossed, touch wood. That's good. So you don't have any update whatsoever in your, in your bag? Not one, zero. And they've actually stopped replying oh to me God. on Twitter. So I'm just going to continue to torture <laughs> them too. Uh, Dude, I mean, no, no update on the bag at all. 12, 12 days in now. Dude, so to our audience, do not fly British Airways at all. It is, uh, that's something on a whole new level. You can't get a hold of anybody. The bag's basically lost and they won't talk about reimbursement or so whatever that means. It's essentially, just... I had one helpful person that I spoke to on um i guess thursday and she wasn't customer services she basically was in charge of like booking and rebooking flights asked to speak to manager or whatever and the girl essentially told me that the number that the staff had been given me is no longer in use because they were getting so many complaints i was like i mean <laughs> the complaints line they just shut it off because they were getting too many complaints i was like gonna shut it off because too many yeah <laughs> yeah That's like insane. that doesn't that doesn't give me good faith in the company at all. It's like, oh yeah, too many of these, fuck that. They're just going to deal with it in email. I'm like, well, whenever, whenever I get that back, it's fine. Yeah. Well, it's good, fine. good that you're back now. You, have, you had a good time with uh, meeting uh, Andrew Huberman. Did you actually get to see him in person, like get to shake hands or anything like that? Or no, no, I didn't know, no. but I was relatively close. It was so, it was actually kind of, I don't know what I was expecting. Obviously I booked it and I was like, yeah, that'll be cool to go to. But then I got there and it was in a theater and there was loads of people. And I was like, this is kind of a strange thing to be going through. Like he's, you know, he's essentially just like a neuroscientist and everybody's going to watch him here and speak. I was like, I didn't know what I was getting in for. I didn't know what the talk was going to be about. I didn't know whether it was just going to be like a live episode of the podcast. I had absolutely no idea. Um, but it was cool. It was very cool. He sort of talked about like the principles and methodologies, but he told it in like a story format. So it was a cool sort of experience. And then he did like a Q&A at the end. So it was cool overall, but no, I did not get to meet him. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, he did next time. like my tweets. I mean, that's almost like my, my team to be in, <laughs> yeah. in the rock. You got, you, you made it, dude. You made it. 
but no he was cool. Like it was cool. He, he just seems like a real cool guy. He just is like yeah. loves knowing things and loves science and loves stuff about the brain. Like it's, it was really cool. Yeah, it was good. Well, well, that leads me into the first thing, which was episode ninety-seven. We we actually haven't. I mean, you listened to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought that was one of the most amazing podcasts. I talked a little about it last week when I did my solo uh, podcast, which I was like. I got like 30 minutes in. I'm like, oh, that, that went pretty quickly. But uh, um, I thought episode 97 was was really good, um, kind of breaking down all of the fundamentals and the science behind it, which, you know, was really cool to see, like literally everything that you have taught me and everything that, you know, is in that system and the program, what you're doing with hacks and what you've done with the BC family. It's like all validation of all of those different things. And the science behind it is like literally every point that he hits was exactly how you do things, which was really cool to see, like, you know, the, the validation. And, and obviously I knew it and it obviously works because I've had a lot of success with it. But getting it backed by, you know, multiple doctors and going through the science of everything and hearing what works and what doesn't, um, that was really cool to go through. And, and, you know, they'd gone through, you know, what your total daily energy expenditure is and, you know, how that applies. And at the end of the day, it is calories in versus calories out. There aren't nuances, but, you know, if you eat less calories than you consume, you lose weight. If you you know, eat more calories than you consume or that you burn, then, you know, you're, you're going to gain weight. So it literally is as simple as that with, you know, again, some minor nuances, but that the resistance training components, um, you know, uh, how we build muscle and the mTOR production and just a really good podcast. If you didn't get to listen to it, I thought it was probably one of the, one of the better ones that he did. I didn't link. I, I thought about this after, I think, cause I was in such a shit show. Uh, by the way, just to touch on this for anybody who was listening, who like, listened close to the wire the podcast goes live at midnight eastern time which is like 5 a.m my time usually at five past midnight i was still uploading it that's the situation that i was in in the fucking hotel trying to upload it like i was falling asleep on my laptop trying to upload it so i forgot to put it in the show notes but i will link it in the show notes in this episode because it was genuinely like it was a very cool episode and yes with dr lane norton who's a, a phd and is also a personal trainer and does a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, I don't think he does the personal training stuff anymore, but he's got an app out and stuff like that. But he's, you know, one of the probably one of the more well-known uh, doctors in there on your body, how it works, how it operates. You know, uh, has a PhD in, in you know, uh, I think it's neuroscience as well. So he's he's awesome. Yeah, he he seems like a cool guy as well. But it was cool just to hear. Well, one thing that I, I find out is like both of them speaking like they're both okay to be challenged on their thought processes yeah, as well so it's really like cool. you know yeah they're not like no this is the way and that's it and you know andrew Herman talks a couple of times about things that he thought in the past that you know he then listened to other things or listened to other peers or whatever and, and how it had changed so it just shows that you know everything that that people are learning is continued development and i think it, again it just yeah. sort of reiterates the fact is that actually how little we know about the body much more than we did you know maybe 50 years ago but still like still learning. Yeah. And I misspoke. He's a PhD in nutrition science. And so, you know, it's kind of cool because you'd hear Huberman talk about what he is very strong in, which is neurobiology. And then you'd hear, you know, and then he'd ask very direct questions around, you know, where um, Dr. Norton's, uh, you know, areas of expertise were in nutrition science. And, you know, obviously he knew more about certain topics and vice versa. And that, that, that challenging aspect of things and talking through it and the data and everything else is really cool. And it's, also funny to hear like, you know, how, you know, when you hear like ketogenic windows and things like that, they get through, they broke down the studies of why, you know, they had certain types of fasting windows and why that was directly, you know, referenced in the, in the science. And it had nothing to do with, or uh, not uh, ketogenic uh, diets, but uh, intermittent fasting and uh, your feeding windows when you eat certain times and, and 
people often reference like, you know, the studies that were used and they'll say, no, the science says you have to do an eight hour feeding window or this or that. And the eight hour feeding window really came from the um, scientist that was doing the studies had to go home to his wife and kids to, you know, do things. So he only had eight hours to do the study (laughs) in that period of time. So, you know, it like has nothing to do with like causation of these are the results that are going to be, and you have to stick to that from a science perspective, you know? So it's interesting how like the, fitness and nutrition industry will, you know, kind of take a hold of that, interpret it. And then basically it's the same thing for like, like the steroids and terkesterone. There was like one study that came out that, you know, wasn't super accurate. didn't have a ton of data behind it, really small subset. And it said something like, you know, terkesterone has a, a similar properties of like Dianabol or some of the really heavy, heavy steroids without all the major side effects, basically. And, you know, there's, there's other studies that have much more data backing to it that basically shows not really, really doesn't have that same type of effect from like a natural plant production perspective versus, you know, engineered steroids. And, uh, it, you know, like, but they'll reference that one study and then they pump supplements out that are like, Hey, look at this one study that shows this. So there's so much bullshit out there that you have to cut through, uh, and, and really dive into the studies to see what actually is true and what's not. And it's funny because like most of the supplements are using the same types of you know, lion's mane and, you know, beta alanine and caffeine, as far as stimulants are concerned from a pre-workout perspective, it's just, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting market, the fitness and stuff industry. And for them to go through and kind of break all those down and say like, this is what this really means. Here's the things you should focus on. Uh, here's how you live longer. It's through exercise and caloric restriction. Uh, you know, that, those are the things that you need to focus on, not all this other stuff that's out there. Yeah, and I think that that's an important point to note. And somebody within the community, I think it was Jonathan, he um, asked, you know, where do you go? Where's your credible source to go and read studies? Because I think that's a fair comment because yeah. the internet is the internet. Do you know what I mean? And like, yep. there can be studies that are almost tailored to a certain result, so then they can pump and sell supplements off the back of it. So I think that that is an, an important one. And you know, if you are going to go down the route of like getting into the studies and looking at it, you need to know where they're coming from. You need to know. You know, is it a credible source or has it been backed by some sort of company that's going to sell something? You know, is there more than one study that has that result or is it just that one study that happens to be selling whatever the product is? So I think, yeah, it's cool. It was cool on that as well. And I think the, the biggest thing about it is like both these guys live and breathe it. Do you know what I mean? Like they, this is what they do on a daily basis. And one thing I sort of came away from the live event was, you know, for him to fully commit to all those things that he says, like that is a big commitment in terms of time and lifestyle. Like, you know, he talks about, you know, every day getting up with his son and having sunlight in the morning, grinding mm-hmm. yourself to see him having evening sunlight. Like it's a big commitment to get your lifestyle like that. So even like working towards that, I think ultimately is, is the goal. It's not to just, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start doing all these things that are going to help me focus better, live longer. You know, I'll have my caffeine at a certain time because of this. Like there's so many different things to sort of juggle and navigate. Like, you need to basically just start with one and that comes again back down to, to the habits thing. And you feel like, you know, okay, this is going to benefit me. I feel better now. Now I'm going to add this next one and then this next one. And like, I can't expect to wake up tomorrow and live the same lifestyle as, as Andrew Huberman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, uh, those, those changes that you have that are small changes have those long lasting impacts that we've talked about, I think time and time again in this podcast, but the validation of total daily energy expenditure and, you know, what bodybuilders have been using for years, you know, cutting and bulking and all of these different things. I mean, it's just putting yourself through a caloric deficit or caloric surplus or, you know, maintenance mode based on what your objectives are, the ability to, to build more lean body mass. Uh, what I also liked uh, that he talked about too was, you know, being in a slight deficit 
um, and still being able to put on muscle mass as a, a component of that, as long as you aren't shaving, you know, you're getting the protein that you need. And he talked about how um, he didn't like essential amino acids. So he also has, I guess, a, a supplement brand as well. Um, and he's like, we used to have an amino acids blend, um, but if you're getting enough adequate protein, you really don't need amino acids. And, and I think that's a, a good point. You really don't need essential amino acids or branched chain amino acids from a muscle perspective. But, you know, for me, when I work out in the morning, I'm typically working out in a fasted state. I don't have a big meal beforehand. I may have like a banana maybe for some energy, but typically I'm waking up in the morning, I'm getting my pre-workout in. And then as I'm doing my intro workout, I'll do essential amino acids because I don't have any protein in the system at that point in time. And that's, you know, the, the early parts of the morning is, is when your muscles are basically breaking down and all that other stuff. So you want, you know, something to kind of support that process, especially mTOR during, you know, during your lifting, as well as, you know, a post-workout high protein uh, meal as well. So, you know, you kind of broke all that down, which is kind of neat and uh, went through all those. So, you know, you learn little tidbits here and there. Uh, one of the ones that kind of shocked me that I hadn't heard from any previous podcast before, you know, I've heard about the broccoli extracts, you've heard about fish oils and their impact on longevity um, and DNA repair and, and overall body health. But um, he talked about dietary fibers and how important uh, prebiotic and dietary fibers are in um, your body and especially for your, your, your micro uh, gut biome. And um, what was cool about that is he, he had a statistic and it was like, basically, if you're getting adequate number of, of dietary fibers, you know, it has a reduction of mortality by 10%, including cancer and cardiovascular issues. I mean, like, like you wouldn't think dietary fibers would have any impact other than, hey, I have a regular, you know, poop cycle or whatever. But, uh, you know, um, but he, he said, as long, you know, he's like, pack on as much dietary fibers as you possibly can until, you know, it's uncomfortable, obviously. But the more dietary fiber, the better. So I started incorporating uh, uh, more dietary fiber in my protein shake post-workout just to get some more uh, fiber in as I go through. So another important uh, little tip that I heard that I hadn't, hadn't heard before in the past. Do you know what has... Um a very substantial amount of dietary fiber. What's that? Your favorite? Uh, Anabar? <laughs> no, no, avocados. Oh, avocados. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm up for the dietary fiber, but fuck avocados. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was cool to me. And actually, you know, they touched on a point as well, like a colleague of theirs or somebody that, you know, they respect within the industry doing a lot of research in terms of like the connection between the gut and the brain and like even how early on they are in the research and that like it's so cool to see like you know in 10 20 30 years what they'll know about that connection and the importance of it and um, there are a couple of books that i've sort of skimmed over that have a lot of detail in terms of that but i think even that you know that's another level of, of taking things in terms of like longevity and your overall health and i think especially given a modern diet quote unquote um and how little the gut is respected, I guess. Um, and yeah. I guess, you know, being able to sort of fix that and, and even looking at dietary fibers and things like that, it's, it bodes well for the future of humanity, I would say. And um, you did mention cutting and bulking cycles there. I want to touch a little bit on how your cut is going. Yeah. I genuinely, so I was doing some check-in feedback whenever I got to the airport to travel on, uh, I guess it was Thursday. Um, and I was there, <laughs> I genuinely opened up. I said, open up. I couldn't get the, the video downloaded because obviously internet connection, but I definitely did a out loud, holy shit in the, I <laughs> sitting in the lounge, and I'm like, holy shit, people looking at me like I'm looking at a picture of this guy's pants and I just went, holy shit, <laughs> out loud. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, needless to say, everything on your end in terms of the cut is going well. Yeah. So this, this, uh, this cutting phase has been, um, a really good testament. 
you know, it's, it, I've had ups and downs. So I dropped weight really quick at first, and then I started slowing down on that, which is to be expected, right? You know, we had a pretty substantial reduction in calories, and then my body was like, okay, I'm going to shed, and then eventually kind of balance itself out, and now we're lower. So I hit uh, 230 today, uh, which is good. And I've had, you know, some some uh, some hurdles with friends coming in and going out and having some some cheesecake and some other stuff and Skyline That's Chili. I don't know who that is. But... <laughs> <laughs> we actually haven't touched on, we said the last time, well, I guess in between us, we said the last time we will touch on, on the trip in general. But yes, continue on with the cut and then we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, overall, it's been going extremely well. And uh, what's really cool to see, and this is the, the, the balance that you have to think about um, as you go through this journey. Like, what's your goals, right? Um, is your goal to, you know, shed the body fat and, and you know, be, you know, relatively com- comfortable and lean? Or do you want to have some definition muscle or put on as much muscle mass and definition muscle and, and kind of keep it uh, in that period of time? And so, you know, I've gone through a few different iterations of this with Ben. And, you know, when we first started, you know, I like anybody else, I was fearing that I couldn't control my weight, right? That was my biggest uh, fear in all of this is that, you know, listen, I'm going up in weight. I'm going up in weight. I can't control it. This is a problem. I want to lose my weight. And I also want to be big. And he's like, well, let's try to lose the weight first and see what what you got underneath there. And then we'll figure out from there, right? So, you know, we dropped weight and, you know, I, I dropped pretty substantially, pretty low. And at that point in time, you know, we're like, okay, you know, we're low, um, but we don't have a, a lot of muscle mass. So let's build that back up again. And let's take a look at that. And so it's been a combination of, you know, building up muscle uh, in, in a surplus and not letting myself get out of control with a huge amount of body fat. You're going to have some body fat. And so you're going to start to lose a little bit of your abs and your starts going to be like, oh my God, I'm going up in weight. I can't believe this. I'm getting fat again. And then, you know, you start to say, okay, it's time for a cut. And you cut that up. And we've done that a few times. Um, this one was particularly fun because um, of the fact that we had been bulking for quite a while and we've gone through a, a pretty big muscle building phase. And I think at one point in time, I was up to like 38, 3,900, almost 4,000 calories. I might've been at 4,000 calories. And, you know, um, it was time to come down uh, and, and, you know, starting to get, you know, less abs and, and be big. And I'll tell you, actually, it's interesting because um, when you're lean, uh, you, you feel amazing. You look amazing, but you also kind of miss that big feeling too, because you have so much energy and you're building so much muscle. And like, it's like, you can go in the gym and do everything. I'll tell you my leg day today, I was, I, I murdered myself. Like I, I'm hurting so bad right now. You have no idea. Like, <laughs> like I, I, it was, it was such a tough workout that you programmed and uh, I had done so much in the gym. And I know that if I had 4,000 calories, I would have pushed myself even harder uh, during that period of time. Right. And I was just, I was just dead. Like I, looked at the stairs and I'm like, screw those stairs. I'm not going to change. I'm just going to smell and stink when I go take my kid to, to, you know, Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu or whatever. And I'm just like, I'm not showering. I'm not doing anything. I'm like, I'm done for the day. Like, this is it. Um, but uh, uh, the cool part is, you know, lean right now, you know, visible abs, the muscles, you know, that you build, you know, the, the definition in them starts to come through and you start to see all the hard work that you've been able to do. And you get much more confident um, in that process and your goals and, your ability to shave off weight when you need to and when you don't. Um, I don't. I'm definitely not at the level of of Mr. Canning here uh, by any stretch when when he's going through his his shooting, uh, you know, his photo shoots. Uh, but I think that's possibly a goal of next year. So we'll see how that how that goes. But you know, overall, cutting phase has been going really good, uh, shrinking down that while also maintaining strength. And that's I think the coolest thing about this is that you know I was really concerned about uh, 
losing muscle mass and losing uh, the strength aspects. And those really haven't uh, budged much. I did. I mean, I, my deadlifts today were pretty much on par for, for everything else that I've done. I did 520 pounds for five reps, and then I did a 570 set. And then I went back down to 520 for five more reps and then uh, did 460 for eight. And then, you know, so it was, it was um, you know, solid as far as strength is, is concerned. I'd still be able to maintain that, still able to build muscle and uh, still be able to, you know, knock off the, the body fat, which has been really good. The biggest thing that sucks for me that I, I really don't like is that I still get a little bit of the, the excess skin, and which I'll always have, and that's fine. That's like a remembrance that uh, you know I don't have the tight, you know, uh, stomach area, like a little, just a little bit of this this extra hanging skin here that I wish I could just chop off. I'm gonna just chop it off in the middle of the night and see what happens. And then, uh, but <laughs> don't uh, do that. We, we'd not recommend. Do that. <laughs> we'd not recommend. I think the thing the thing is, and it's so funny because I have said this so many times. Like whenever you're lean, you want to be bigger. And whenever you're yeah. bigger, you want to be leaner. And it is such a mind fuck the whole time. It's so weird. That's... Like, I'm like, I want to be bigger again. Like, I just, yeah. like... <laughs> yeah. actually, I, actually, I'll touch on, like, for me at the minute, I obviously overconsumed in calories for the past two weeks after the shoot because I was away and whatever else. But I feel really good in terms of, like, when I'm at the gym, like, I just trained about an hour ago. And, like, it, you, you operate or you work, your work capacity is at a different level because you have more fuel. And I think the the note on the strength side of things, because again, it's a people's fear that they don't, you know, if their calories come down, they think they're going to get weaker. Essentially, if you keep your calories at a certain level and you maintain a certain protein level, you shouldn't get any weaker. You should still be able to progress in strength. Now, you maybe aren't going to progress in terms of, you know, the rate that you were whenever you were eating 4,000 calories, but you should still be able to get those extra reps. So there's extra yeah. five or 10 pounds in the bar, or whatever. It's different level whenever you have more calories, but you should still, the goal should still always be progress in terms of strength. Yep. And I think, you know, yes, okay, I did do the shoot, I guess, three weeks ago now. Um, I'm definitely not as lean now as I was then, but I do feel good in terms of overall strength. And like I said, you know, we got a lot of solid lifts in. You almost broke me on that, on the belt squat. Um, but we got a lot of solid lifts in and I trained obviously whenever I was in New York and today was the first lesson I got back in the gym and I feel good overall. Um, I think my check-in to James this week might be a bit ropey, um, but I think he understands with the travel and sort of everything that's been going on with work and whatever else. But I think the, the shoot thing is, you know, it, it needs to be a decision that the person makes themselves. Like you don't want to be forced into it because you don't have the buy-in that you need to do it. Um, so ultimately, if you make the decision, then yes, of course, we can do it. And actually, it was funny whenever I was in Nottingham with James, he was asking about any sort of plans that would do it. And he mentioned, he was like, sure, Dave, he could do it. He, he must be following somewhere along the way. He's like, he definitely could do it. Listen, if he makes that decision, we'll do it. But that's not a decision I'm going to make. I, it'd be interesting. I, I, you know, I, I think it'd be a whole different level of pushing yourself. And I think that's the cool part about all of this is like, it's comfort level, right? Um, with yourself, with your mindset, with your discipline, um, and once you commit to something, do you have the ability to to actually execute and do it, or are you going to fail? And you know, I think you know, for those that are hearing me talk that are just starting on their journeys here, you know, this is a culmination of two years of mindset discipline. You know, second guessing Ben, second guessing myself, not having confidence in myself, right? To get to a point to where you're confident now that you have a framework that will work for you to lose weight or gain weight, and having you know, the, the, the mindset in yourself and belief in yourself that if I let myself get bigger, there's a reason why I'm doing that. And there's a reason that I can take that off again. Right. And I think that's the, the biggest mind screw that you have is, you know, the, the lack of confidence in yourself because you failed so many times before in the past. And 
you know, I don't feel that way at all. Like, I, I, you know, I sent you a text message this morning. I was like, hey, dude, you know, yesterday I went over my calories and it wasn't because I was bored. It wasn't because, you know, I was going out for an awesome meal uh, and I just was just going to overeat and eat cheesecake and uh, Skyline chili. Um, it was it was because my body was telling me, like, listen, dude, I, I need some more food right now. Like it, it, I knew it was. And so what did I do, I, I ate chicken and rice. I had an extra protein shake. You know, I eat really good whole foods, you know, to kind of recover. And I had had a couple of, you know, one really intense days at work. Um, so that's going to burn extra from the brain calculating perspective. But two, my, my training has been extremely top notch as far as the new programming you've given me. So, you know, I, you know, it's new excitement in the gym. I'm hitting myself harder. Um, you know, I'm going, going harder in the routine. So, you know, there was a little bit of time where I was like, Hey, I just need a little bit more punishment today. And I got on the scale today and I was a pound lighter. So, you know, you know, I have confidence in myself uh, because I've built that trust with myself over several years to be able to do that. And there's no question I could revert back to old Dave or something like that if I really wanted to. But like, this is a part of me now that I, ha I know that I can go in one direction or the other and control my destiny in those specific areas. So if I was going to do like a shoot, you know, I would say, listen, you know, Dave, in my brain, I'm going to do this and I'm going to commit to it. And this is a whole different type of level that I'm going to do. Right. And that's going to be, you know, something that, you know, we look at maybe in a little bit, but you know, it's, it's kind of fun that I have the ability to do that now. Whereas, you know, two years ago, I was all over the place. Right. I remember the first time I over ate, it was at, a, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but it was at a, you know, poker thing. And I was like, I had like, you know, I just, I just had a bunch of chips and I had a cookie and, you know, I drank beer and I went over like 800 calories and you're like, dude, come on. Like you, you've been solid for like six months and this is the first time. Like, okay, like you're fine. Like, I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to not, not eat today. I'm going to go work six, 16 times more, you know, that I do, you know, I'm going to go. I think you said, I'm going to go do an R, an R yeah. on the climber or something. I yeah. like, do not, <laughs> yeah. do not do that. Yeah. Please yeah. do do that. <laughs> yeah. But I think yeah, it, comes to, yeah. it comes down to, for me, it, it's the, I, I'm going to be a self proclaimed control freak here um for me it's about control in every area of life and i know that i can control myself whenever it comes to pushing calories up and, and taking calories down and you're talking about like you know how long you've been in this like I, whenever you posted up that you posted in the group the other day about it's 105 weeks in like i had to use a calculator and work out how many weeks i was in but like it's like over 450 weeks i mean it's coming on i guess i guess it'll be nine years in february that I've been doing this. So I have been through all those trials and tribulations. I know what I'm capable of. I know if I can commit, if I get my mindset in the right place, I can commit something and I can, I can execute it. And actually yeah. your full disclosure, like after the shoot, I sort of was in a different, a funny headspace. Cause I was like, okay, right. That goal's done. There was talk of doing another shoot with Martin later on in December was thrown off by the fact that the, the, the plan with James was, off the back of the shoot, do a couple of weeks of maintenance and then move into surplus for like six, eight months, whatever it was. Spoke to Martin. He was like, will you do this for me? And it's like a bit all over the place. So I, I struggled for probably about, I guess, until a couple of days ago to sort of navigate what I was actually doing and be focused and have a direction with something because I was expecting it to be one thing. And then all of a sudden it was another. So it took me a while to sort of find my feet with it. But again, that's just part of the process and part of, you know, another learning curve in terms of like, if you have to do these things back to back, it's a different yeah. sort of headspace. And I think, you know, it, it is, if I had have told you, or if I had have said to you, you know, in our first month of training, be like, okay, we've had a solid month. Let's book a shoot. You'd have been like, what the fuck? Like, who, like that would have been a, 
it would have been a selfish. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it would have been it would have been selfish of me because that would have been me trying to get something out of you as you know a result or whatever else. But that, essentially, that's not what it's about for me. It's you know it's the decisions that any of you guys want to make. So it would have been so far away from where we're at now. But now that you know that you have the control to push calories up, bring calories down, like you're in control yeah. of it. You know that the process works. You know when we take calories down and increase output that you trip down body fat. Like we've seen it happen time again. So it's like. It's not that far away. Yes, okay, it will take a little bit extra commitment and a little bit harder work. But it's, again, like you said, pushing yourself to that next level to see if you can achieve you know, what it ultimately is the next level in terms of fat loss. Well, it's funny because you say pushing yourself to the next level. And isn't that what we're doing this entire process? You know, Whether it's resistance yeah. training, whether it's our mindset, whether it's our routines that we do, whether it's we're starting off with steps and then we're going to get to two or three times a week of, of resistance training, you know, it's just pushing ourselves just a little bit more. And I, I shared something on, on Twitter recently. I did the, I did the, um, the deadlifts today, the trap bar deadlifts. And I, you know, I was doing like, you know, five, five twenty and five seventy. Now I'd done that one with her for 600. And I found a, a video from two years ago of me doing deadlifts at 135 pounds. And, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, you look back at that and I remember, I remember that day, I remember when I was doing that, you know, and, and that was heavy to me, you know, like 135 pounds was, was, was effing heavy. And, and it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I'm proud of myself because I, the form was great. And I was, you know, progressing along. And I did, I think, I think I did three, uh, three reps, you know, for, for 135. And I was like, yeah, I'm badass, you know, and I'll, you know, all of a sudden I'm popping 600 pounds on a deadlift and, you know, the progress that you make and the, the, the battles with yourself that you continue to, to escalate to. And, um, I think that's the exciting part is just continuously pushing yourself in, in, in that direction. I think that's what is great with the community aspects with, you know, the we hack health and, you know, all the, the, the discord folks and the Twitter folks and, you know, all the people um, that listen to the podcast. I had, uh, I was on a, on a business call yesterday. Uh, it's today, Saturday. Uh, yesterday I was on a business call and it was a CEO of a, a company. Um, and, uh, I won't say the whole, whole thing, but great guy. And he's a fitness guy. I can tell, you know, athletic build, you know, Andy's an InfoSec. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm actually on your Discord server. I listen to your podcast all the time. It's awesome. I'm like, oh, thanks, man. Like, I appreciate it. That's great. You know, <laughs> that's that's awesome. It's funny because yeah. even uh, the day that we were um, at the Cavs game, you know, and people coming up, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, introduce themselves. I listen to the podcast. It's like, that's so cool. Like, it's yeah. cool that people actually listen. They come up and introduce. It's actually cool to, to meet people in real estate. And I said this. Well, it's I cool too. So like, they're like, they're like, I feel like I know you already and like everything about you guys. I'm like, that's so weird. You know, way more than you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the cool thing is, and I've said this time and time again, like, if we just did this and it was just me talking to you and we record it for an hour, like, that's good enough for me. Like, I only record yeah. it to have the conversation. It's so cool that people actually listen to it. And even, you know, uh, was it? Somebody, you shared something on Twitter the other day. Somebody lost like 45, 47 pounds or something just from yeah. like taking it. Like that is insane that the mm -hmm. people are making that change just from listening to, to what we're saying. Like it's so cool to see that happen. Yeah, I've noticed as well. I don't know whether it's just like, because I've been a little bit more in tune, there seems to be like, it's growing quite rapidly recently. Like, you know, more people I'm seeing, obviously the followers on Twitter, more people in Discord. Like it's because I guess there's more people in it. There's more people sharing it. Yeah. It's going to expand at a much, much quicker rate. So it's cool to sort of see that expansion of more and more people become involved. And it's uh, the community growing. It means uh, we're doing the right things and uh, people are having success. And I think the, you know, for, for us, the, the motivation that we get is seeing the success of people. Like when I see somebody drops 47 pounds, I'm like, yes, like, you know, that's, that's the greatest thing that you could possibly say to me um, because your success is 
my success of, of what I get from a complimentary perspective or just helping other people, you know, get better. And, but, and obviously for, for you too. And it's just one of those things where, you know, again, the more people you can help the, the better. And that's like the cool part about this whole community and aspect of things. But, um, so many stories and you see so many people and what's been great too, the discord servers got a lot more women coming in as well, uh, sharing their success stories and everything else. So it's awesome to see, you know, the diversity aspects of this. It's not just a bunch of meatheads talking about lifting. Um, you know, it's, it's good to hear uh, different perspectives from different folks, which is definitely valuable and huge and, you know, different ways of learning and doing different things. Right. I think that's the most important piece about this is like, we're learning every day from your experiences as well. So things that we can do to help out is, is, is always sharing your perspective and experiences uh, for that. Yeah. And I've noticed that within the, the chat, so I had the initial call with everybody in the new program on Thursday. Um, and I've noticed like the chat, yeah, I, I actually cannot keep up with it. I was actually thinking today, I was like, you know, like you have levels in the discord chat. I was like, what level am I going to be? Like, I'm going to get 300 extra calories and get an additional level. Like what level I'm going to be replying to everybody in this, but it's so cool to see people will ask questions and four or five people will, you know, will answer. And it's cool. And obviously I can go in and give my answer, but they'll give real world stuff. And they're talking about, there's a lot of conversation around like how to meet prep or how to manage your food with kids and in, in the house and stuff like that. So it's cool to sort of see everybody come together and help. And I mean, like we're three day, two days in or something. So how that's yeah. going to grow over the next 12 months is, is absolutely insane. So I'm excited for that as well. That's awesome. And one of the things I thought was really cool too, from the podcast of Huberman was the, um, the carbon app, which I, I have been switching over to, which I talked a little bit about last week and I'm still on carbon app. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm so far, I'm still logging in my fitness pal. Cause I don't want to give up that like 900 week streak yet. Um, so I'm doing both right now and I'm just gonna get three or four apps that track all my food. Same thing. Um, but, uh, the carbon app is, is really neat because, uh, and here, here's the, here's where I think, um, there's issues with it. Uh, and, and I'll have to see, cause they have what's called a check-in. So you can kind of check yourself in, very similar to how you do a check-in with you. And so if you don't have a, a personal trainer like Ben, um, what, what there's limitations of how they're doing in, in this app versus I think what, what you would see from a, a Ben perspective, like one, they've basically created kind of like an algorithm that um, takes your total daily energy expenditure. It estimates that based off your height, weight, age, et cetera, like any other macro TDE calculator is going to do. And then it breaks things down and it says, okay, well, you know, your calories are 2000. And based off 2000, you need to get this much amount of protein, this much amount of carbs and this much amount of fat. And that's a, that's a great, easy thing to start with. And what I really like about it is that, uh, each week you, you enter in your weight. So you can enter in your weight as many times as you want to throughout the week. Okay. So if you enter it in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, just Monday and Friday, whatever. And it takes it and says, you know, and what, and it'll ask you what your goals are. So it'll say, do you want to lose, you know, a pound, two pounds, three pounds, 15 pounds in one week? Sure. You know, you're going to die, but it's fine. Um, you know, but it'll, 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 it, once you actually get more towards like the 1.9 to two pound mark, it's going to say, Hey, just so you know, you're probably going to lose a bunch of muscle mass as part of this as well. Um, if you're losing that much amount of, of, you're like, nope, nope, well, like, must, don't, don't want to do that. No, nah, nah, doesn't sound good to me. Nah, no, nah, fuck that. Nah, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Anything that's going to impact muscle mass, I'm not touching. Um, but, uh, uh, but was, so I, I, you know, I, I said, I think, I think I said, I think I said like 1.5 pounds per week. And um, it'll automatically calculate my calories, my macros, everything else. And what was really cool is it was actually really spot on to what we're doing currently today. So, you know, testament again to you and, and uh, your, your your baseline there, which is spot on perfect from a macro app that automatically uses AI and everything else to do this, right? Um, but then when you do your check-ins and your weights, it'll automatically say, well, 
um, you didn't lose the pound and a half. So let's drop calories down a little bit more uh, because it's, it's, it's automatically learning what your total daily energy expenditure is because that calculator is just an estimate. And, you know, you need to continuously monitor that to see, Hey, you know, if you have shrunk, let's just say 50 pounds, you know, your, your, your total daily energy expenditure from plus 50 pounds, you're carrying 50 pounds of, of body weight extra. Now you've lost it. Your total daily energy expenditure is going to be substantially lower. So, you know, as you lose more calories, you have to adjust your calories appropriately to get to your desired results, whether that's, you know, gaining muscle mass. So like whenever I'm working with Ben uh, in a bulk, for example, you know, let's just say I'm at uh, 2,200 calories right now. You know, if I'm starting to get into a surplus, Ben will increase my calories very slowly as my body starts to get used to that to see where my calories are at, right? So I'm starting to add more and more calories benchmark and my body starts getting used to that. I stay at those calories for a little bit, then I move up again, you know, as, as I start to put on more muscle mass because I need more calories to feed those muscles. And so it's this constant, you know, pulling and understanding your body that is, is very difficult if you don't have a trainer to go through. So I like how they put that in there. The only issue that you have with that is twofold. One, there's other measurements that I think are very important um, to take into consideration, like measuring, you know, your chest size, um, you know, your shoulders, your biceps, you know, are you gaining muscle mass? Are you losing muscle mass? What do your measurements look like? What do the photos look like from a progress perspective, right? And apps aren't going to be able to tell you that, unfortunately. So it's a good baseline. Um, so the first one, that's the first issue. The second issue you have is that, are you really accurately adding in um, everything, right? Was there a day where you were like, you know, you're at 20, you know, 2,700 calories, but you really only put under 2,100 calories, right? So the app's going to be like, well, you know, you have that one bad day, but it doesn't know it's a bad day unless you enter that in very accurately to that. And it's going to say, okay, well, you know, you didn't lose a amount of weight, so we need to drop your calories down to 1,900. And maybe you're losing too much weight at that period of time, which is a byproduct of muscle mass. So there are definitely complexities with the automation on, that, on, on a lot of this. And if you're going to do it, you have to do it very accurately um, and account for, you know, as many calories as you possibly can. And there was uh, one instance that he talked about in the podcast that there's a huge variance in what calories are. I think they have to be like, there can be a variance of, of like 40% or something like that in the calories. Um, so when you're eating calories, it doesn't mean that you're eating exactly that amount of calories. Uh, there can be huge variances in it. What, but what he said though was, you know, if you're eating relatively the same types of food all the time, those variances are going to be the same. So you, maybe if you're, if you're over consuming and it's 2,500 calories and you're dropping a pound and a half, well, drop you down to 2,300 calories, you know, and, and you're still eating the same types of food, you know, and, and, but at a lower portion size, you'll eventually hit an understanding around where that weight is at. So it was cool to break that down, but I, so far, I like the app itself. We'll see how the check-in component goes with it. I haven't done that yet. Um, and how it kind of calculates, um, that based off your calories. So I'm curious if you can configure it and say, just, Hey, I really, I really didn't log much this week. So we're just going to keep it going the same way, but we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> But I've been logged, so it's, it's a good thing. If it, well, I'll let you have a month before I decide the converter. I'll let you sort of troubleshoot it and then see whether yeah. it's worthwhile going over. Um, but it's, it's nine ninety nine a month, uh, no trial, nothing. It's like, hey, you sign up, it's nine ninety nine yeah. a month. So that's right. Yeah. Um, the thing about the the calorie series is exactly right. You know, nothing very little that we're doing from a tracking perspective is 100% accurate. And as soon as you sort of detach yourself from thinking that it can be, the better, because even there's chat going on at the minute within the, the hack chat about, you know, should I log 
from Aura Ring or Apple Watch. And like, essentially, it doesn't really fucking matter as long as you're logging it from the same place each time. And yes, okay, one may have a different number than the other, but as long as every week you're logging it from either Apple Watch or either Aura Ring, that's absolutely fine. Like if you're logging up one week Aura Ring, one week Apple, then yes, okay, that's, that's going to throw things off. But it's that consistently inconsistent. And it's the same with foods. Like, yes, okay, maybe I log in the fact that I ate 2,500 calories, but potentially I ate 2,700 because of the food variants. But if I eat the same sort of foods from the same sources regularly, then if I drop that down, naturally it's going to come down with it. And there are a few things that, that I sort of, it's mentioned in the, in the client handbook, but there's a few things that I do anyway, in terms of like spray oil. I obviously don't track spray oil because maybe it's like five to 10 calories every time I use it, whatever. Um, I generally don't track veg because I have the same amount of veg every time. So it's something that's going to be consistent, whether I'm eating, you know, whether I'm eating 2,500 calories or 1,500 calories, I'm still going to have the same amount of veg per meal. So something like that I don't track because it's, it's a constant, even I don't track my almond milk because people maybe will lose their shit about because it it's maybe 13 calories or whatever. But <laughs> I put, I put a hundred, it's like 110 milliliters of almond milk into my oats, not cooked for anybody who's listening. Um, so weird. So weird. I need to go. Well, actually, actually, I want to call you out in this because whenever I was with you, you had to cook it. You put it in the microwave and you fucking forgot about it. If you hadn't I cooked totally it, you totally forgot, forgot about it. it. So then you I made myself some. An hour some later, you were like, oh shit, that's the. I'm like, I didn't eat the oatmeal. So like, I'm like, I don't remember eating that because I have to go add, add it to the calories. I'm like, I don't remember eating it. Oh, it's still in the microwave. There we go. Yeah, okay. So there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. one benefit of not cooking. <laughs> you don't forget but yeah, so either way, like I'll always have 110 milliliters of almond milk. So that's a constant every day. Like I have that every day. I just don't log it because it's always the same. Um, and it's I'll do the same thing like, for like veggies as well, like pickles, for example, which yeah. is like 10 calories or something like that. I'll eat like three pickles. I'm like, it's gonna, I'm going to be okay there because I like pickles. So yeah. it's a nice, you know, snack, low caloric snack that is kind of filling in nature, yeah. you know, cucumbers, things like that. Veggies are always a good thing to, you know, pop in. So I do, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's knowing those things as you go through, but um but yeah, also you like you know like 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 16 pounds of starburst and i don't log that either so it's <laughs> like, that, like that cheesecake that we had that was 1500 calories i was like i'll just eat half this and then it was gone i was like oh hey i'm eating the whole thing then <laughs> yeah yeah it was that was yeah they, they, they show the calorie mark so we went to the the cheese that's a derail we went to the cheesecake factory and uh because ben was like you know we had gone to the haunted house and um uh, no we went for dinner right we went for dinner and we had a really good meal. Yeah, we went for burger and sushi, which yeah. is the, in the one place, which is yes. an also awesome concept. Yes, then it was we went burger and the- sushi. So you get a burger and you get sushi with it, which is really good. It was a really good burger and it was yeah. really good sushi. Like it wasn't like one was better than the other. Yeah. Then on the way to the hunted house, I was like, I could really go. Oh, there was cheesecake on the menu and the burger cheesecake on the menu. So yeah. that's why it was in my head. And I was like, oh, I could really go for some of that cheesecake. But obviously, we didn't have time with the hunted house, which was absolutely hilarious. By the way, like I definitely was screaming. Like a little girl. And you I definitely screamed. I did too. I did too. I definitely hide behind you. Dude, the two chainsaw guys, like I pulled my back muscle because I jumped so high on that one. Like I was like, oh, my back. Because they, they dug the chainsaw into you. Like as they're, as they're, you know, I was like, this, yeah, that yeah, was intense. But yeah, so on the way back, I was like, I'll go for some cheesecake. But obviously, but you forgot to mention, you got pulled over. Uh, you know, I yeah, we got pulled over. Got pulled over. So Ben got to experience the law enforcement uh, side of the house of of, uh, of of the United States, and it's uh, just like the movies. The guy that comes up in the torch and all, like it's exactly like it is in the movies for anybody who's never experienced it. <laughs> I had um, uh, I had cut off a police officer apparently uh, trying to beat traffic, and then I also had expired tags. I just got my car back, which 
It's a whole nother story that we, you know, Ben and I were going to the gym. My car cuts out from an, you know, anti-lock brake perspective. I have to do an emergency, you know, dump on the side of the road. And it's been a, it's been a kind of a nightmare. The truck is good now. We're all set. Everything's fine. Back to normal. Um, but the police officer let, let me go. He's like, dude, you know, like, I'm like, listen, man, I was taking my buddy from Ireland to a haunted house. You know, he's like, Oh, the slaughterhouse. I'm like, yeah, yeah. The slaughterhouse. He's like, Oh, that place is awesome. Cool. All right. He's like, all right, well, have a good day. Make sure you get the tax taken care. I'm like, thanks dude. You know, that was it. So really nice guy. So. <laughs> you, you used to, you used to, he's from Ireland cars. That gives you a free pass for pretty much anything I, yeah. you do in America. Yeah. That, that, and I have, um, military <laughs> tags, which helps out a lot. So, oh, okay, um, yeah. you know, when they see that you're like former military, things like that, usually, you know, if they're a former military, they'll be like, okay, like, just calm down, dude. Stop, you know, doing this or whatever. But, you know, I, I, I still get tickets all the time. So, well, not all the time. Like, I, I, <laughs> I haven't got a ticket actually in like five years. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. The, uh, but yeah, so then it was obviously late and there was no word out cheesecake, but you obviously clocked that. And then the next day after we had Scarlet Chili, which in itself was probably about 3,000 calories, we went yes. for another 1,500 calories worth of cheesecake, um, which was absolutely delicious. And I, I genuinely I was like, I can still see the bit. I had no control over that at all. It was gone before I even could think about it. It was delicious. Yeah. And, and it was funny because, like, uh, I ate all that Skyland chili and then I ate the cheesecake. And then the rest of the day, I didn't eat anything. Like, I was like, no, I'm good. Either. I, got like, I don't need like, anything. I don't so, need, like, no, I did yeah. not need anything. I was no. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but Skyland chili, I mean, if you want to talk, you got a lot of shit for that on Twitter. <laughs> so people get really upset some for some. So Skyland chili is such a polarizing. Uh, place for some reason it's kind of like nano and vi in our in our tech industry about editors and uh so like skyline is is more of like a a, a sweet chili and so like it's that's like sacrilege to most people about putting like you know sweetness into the chili itself and so like some people really hate it and some people really like it and some people are like that's not really chili or whatever but at the end of the day you liked it it was delicious i it was delicious it was, i love skyline was. chili and i would eat there anytime so I'm yeah, actually going to go after this podcast now. You, know, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the calories for that to do that. Directly. I do not have the <laughs> calories to do Skyline Chili. There's no question about that. Yeah. When we start going <laughs> in the bulking phase, I'll be eating Skyline every day again. And then, no, yeah. <laughs> it was good. No, it was good. We had a lot of good food. I mean, you know, I, I definitely did overconsume calories when I was over there, but it was all good, good quality food for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun part about it. Yeah, trip was fun though. I had a good time. Uh, did not get to lift with you at uh, Old School Iron, unfortunately. So no. you had to go with uh, Kev and a few other folks, right? Uh, the timing of that was perfect though. Like the truck and dude, you know, we were the there. I was, Scott... like, I was in for, I was in for like, okay, we're getting towed, and this is what's going to happen. Today. Like I was totally fine about it. And then I saw Scott's truck pull up. And I was like, oh, Scott, this like out of the blue, pulled out of nowhere. So, and so I went with him. What had happened was uh, my there's uh, out of the the battery, there's a couple of grounds that go into the frame of the car. And I had gotten into a car accident about four months ago and I finally got my car back. And uh, another funny story about that is uh, Ben had to drive on the proper side of the road uh, to take my truck, my old truck that I was a rental, bring it back to my house while uh, I drove my new truck uh, there. So he got the experience uh, driving in the USA. I did have quite an adventure. Road and what's that? It did have quite an adventure now that we talked yeah. about it. One thing it that I will say though, you were like, the whole time you were like, Right, don't fuck up the roundabout. You have to go right in the roundabout. I was like, right, okay, I got it, got it, got it. And you got there. And like, you didn't even use your fucking indicators one time. I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to know where you're going? You're the guy in front of traffic. You don't use indicators on a roundabout, though. You just go through. You don't use indicators. Yeah, well, I mean, over here, you definitely should use indicators. Oh, uh, okay. You don't. You don't use turn signals on a roundabout. You just go through. It's through traffic. But you always go okay. through. Okay. 
So, okay, okay. well, I did go to the right. I didn't. I didn't. He did. He did, he didn't really die, which is a good thing. I tell you what, driving a truck really was no joke. I felt like I was driving a yacht up the road. What I loved about it was you started sending pictures to Karina uh, about like, dude, look how much space is in here. We should get a truck. Like, you're like, how's this gonna fit in Ireland? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. It would be completely impractical here, but yeah, I definitely would go for it. Yeah, but it, so we were, we, were, we were driving on the freeway, and I'm going like 75 miles an hour, and uh, where they had reattached the neutral grounds to the car, they had painted uh, in that area, and it had a bad ground. And so uh, my whole car literally shut off as I'm going 75. And, you know, I, I was like, oh, shit, but I didn't want to, like, get Ben all, you know, panicked. So I look at Ben, I'm like, hey, man, the car's messed up right now. I have to pull off on the side of the road. I said nonchalantly, but like inside, I'm like, oh, shit, I don't have any brakes. I don't have anything right now. Shit, like, this is going to be interesting. We're going to figure this out. But uh, pulled over the side road, got into a ditch. Uh, no problem. Truck handled it, got towed. They fixed it like an hour later, and everything has been fine since. But the, the funny story about all that, it was uh, so Scott uh, Newspawn was coming through, and uh, we were all going to lift at um, Old School Iron. And so I was like, well, dude, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to do the lift. Scott pulls over. He's like, hey, I can take you to the gym. I'm like, oh, this works out perfect. So I got my car towed. They went to the gym. Uh, I got my stuff back. The, the funny part about it was when I got the car, though, I got the truck. There's a bunch of sensors in there that needed to be reset. And um, so I either had, uh, from an AC perspective, I either had burned the entire car down because it was so hot or really hot. And it, there was no AC whatsoever. So we're sweating driving on the way back uh, because the sensors hadn't reset yet. Uh, there's like a, basically a sensor that has to reacclimate the temperature and all this other stuff. And it took about an hour and a half for it to actually do that. So we got the windows down and it's just, it was, it was, a, it was an adventure for sure. But uh, anyways, that was, that we, was made it, we made it. 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 We alive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I got the lift, but you got your lift in as well, which is absolutely fine. But like, I, I was, did as soon as I, I got back in for like, yeah. you know what, we'll get it done at some other point. Like there's no, there's no rush. There's no hassle. I'll get experience the tow truck, whole other situation. But <laughs> Scott, Scott saved the day, which is Scott saved the day. And they're so nice in there. The girl was like, she must be one of the oldest, like a, or one of the owners, like an older lady. And she was like, Oh, thanks so much for coming. I was like, my pleasure. Like it's great here. It's amazing. I, um, I'm taking my buddy Bobby. So yesterday, um, it was a uh, veterans day uh, on Friday and, um, my buddy, Bobby, who I went to war with in Iraq, he's actually in town for a bit. And, uh, we went to, um, a place that is, uh, ax throwing and, uh, knife throwing and, you know, like, like stars, like, you know, ninja star throwing and like, you know, whatever, okay. like, like sharp thing okay. throwing. Um, well, it's funny. Cause like they start you off with like ninja stars and an ax. And one of the dude comes over and like, Hey, you want to throw some bigger things and cooler things? I'm like, yes, of course. And, uh, you know, I had a few beers in, which is a great idea to be throwing. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. sharp. It things. definitely actually, helps with the, with the Ian. And it, yeah. 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 So we were throwing, I actually cut my finger and I was bleeding everywhere. Um, which is a, another story for itself, but, uh, it was, a, it was a good time, but I, I, uh, mentioned old school to him. So I think we're going to go next weekend, uh, to hit that up and, uh, go hit that back. Cause uh, I haven't been there in a while and I'm missing the, the environment there. It's really cool. Yeah, and I mean their swag store is legit. Like they, it is. It's the best swag store of any gym that I've. Ever I was wearing the shirt the other day. I love it. It's super soft yeah. too. I like it. Like the quality of it was really good. Those are really important to me. Yeah, yeah, good. Last thing, last thing to hit on. I actually, wanted to hit on one last minor thing. So, okay. uh, we always talk about optimization and what you can do. And I've talked about you know I do TRT testosterone replacement therapy because I had really low um, testosterone levels. But you know one thing I didn't pour. Um, our listeners to is go and get blood work done to see where you're at. 
not just from a testosterone perspective, but, you know, do a deep dive in your blood work. Um, there's a lot of discussion now in the medical field. The insurance companies are really kind of jacking things up as far as like what you can test for, what's covered, what's not. But, you know, if you have the ability to kind of step outside of that and pay on your own, and it doesn't need to be outrageous, but, you know, go get your own blood work done or go to your PCP and say, listen, I want to do a full panel, you know, uh, testosterone, you know, uh, your, your thyroid, uh, you know, anything that you can do to give you more information. And there's a lot of companies that will do micronutrient testing as well. Uh, there's so many things that you can learn about that. And so there's, there's peptides that can help, you know, recover from injury from a body perspective. It's called BC-157 um, and TB-500. There's a lot of cool things that you can do to kind of hack your body nowadays. And one of the things that um, I've been particularly interested in, and, I, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it um, because I, it's not for me specifically, but for folks that are struggling on the obesity level, something that can also help you augment from a medical perspective is uh, it's being kind of raved right now in the medical field um, as uh, a weight loss drug. And I don't normally condone those because there isn't a lot that work out there. You know, you see supplements that are like, Hey, from a thermogenics perspective, you can lose weight. Well, this is actually a type two diabetes drug that they've approved for weight loss. Um, and it has a lot of other um, benefits as well. It's not just weight loss. It also looks to um, change alcohol behavior. So it reduces, uh, people's, um, desire for alcohol, uh, as well as has some major impact on weight loss. So people that are taking this, um, typically can drop anywhere between 15 to 40% of their body weight, um, just by using this. Um, and so if you're, if you're morbidly obese, and you're really struggling, you know, again, our, our recommendation is always, you know, macronutrients, get your, you know, get your calories under control, build those disciplines, but something that can help also too is, you know, certain things that, that may help assist weight loss during this process as well. And it's, it's, um, it's called uh, semi-glutide uh, and it, you start off with a really low dosage and you gradually ramp up. Um, but it seems to have a lot of promising effects and it's, you know, a lot of peer reviewed studies. Doctors are really looking at this from a, from a long-term perspective. It's approved. Uh, it's got approved recently. Um, it's one of those things where it, it definitely has a major impact in uh, reducing body mass index uh, in adolescents with obesity. So, Something to take a look at if you're interested. I know uh, Elon Musk is a very polarizing topic right now, especially on Twitter. But uh, Elon Musk has actually been using it um, to drop pounds and weights. It was a kind of like a a big LA, you know, California fitness thing that's been going on with that. But you know, it, it is not one of those things that is like a, a fad drug. It's actually kind of interesting um, the the science that's behind it and what they're looking at it now from an obesity perspective. So could help you. Uh, just one of the things that I you know I've been you know, researching uh, for folks that are struggling there, uh, but semi-glutide, something you might want to talk to your doctor about um, if you're really struggling on that front. So, you know, whenever I see new research, like talking about it, like, you know, sharing the results of it. And, you know, again, just something to keep on your, your radar. Yeah, I think even, you know, just to go back to the blood work thing, I think it is important to get it done. Like I had a call yesterday with a client and it wasn't necessarily that they were going to commit to going down the route of hormone replacement therapy. It was just to have it as a, as a benchmarker and, you know, then get it done in six months and then get it done in another six months to see if using the data to see if things are changing, do you know what I mean? See if what you're doing yeah. is improving things or not improving things. And then ultimately what you can do to improve it further on. And I think by this stage, we know like the power of what your blood can tell you is way beyond what any sort of fitness tracker or calculator can yeah. give you. And I think, Having that as data is essential because, you know, 
you wouldn't necessarily know that there was any levels that were low unless you did do that. And even if they're not, it's good to say, okay, right, a year ago, this is where I was at. A year later, I am better or I am worse. Maybe I need to look at start to supplement something or introducing something else along the way. Yep. And that's, I mean, again, you know, uh, those small changes can have huge impacts, resonating impacts on your health long-term just by understanding your blood work. I mean, there's, there's pre-screenings for cancer, for, you know, everything from, you know, prostate cancer, from a, a man, a men perspective, the breast cancer to, you know, cardiovascular issues that you may be having, um, that, that really certain enzymes and things that are, that are used to repair. So, you know, there's so much you can learn about your body and areas that you may be able to improve on. And, you know, cholesterol levels are obviously important, uh, from a cardiovascular perspective. You know, there's a lot of things that you can learn, uh, directly from that. And, now, obviously, I'm a huge proponent of, uh, proponent of testosterone. Um, you know, if you, especially if you're, you know, on the lower side. I had a friend, you know, and, and this, this this really pisses me off because you know he's talking to me and he's like, "Man, my my uh, my my energy levels down. I have just massive brain fog. I have like no motivation. You know, I, I don't want to do anything." I'm like, "Dude, like you should go get your testosterone levels checked." And he's like, "Oh, I already did," and uh, he's like, "The levels were 301." Uh, from a free testosterone perspective. And I'm like, the doctor's like, yeah, you're, you're in the normal range. You're fine. And yes, technically 301 is in the normal range for like a 70 year old. Right. You know, but he's like 43. He's the same age as me, you know, practically. I'm like, dude, please just go talk to somebody else. That's not your PCP. That is a doctor that specializes in hormone replacement therapy. Like at least bump that up to like six, 700, 800, you know, and see how you feel. Just, just test it out to see how you feel you know, with that, I'm like, I guarantee it'd be different. And so, um, he took that advice and this was a few months ago and he's like, dude, he's like, I feel like I'm in my twenties again. He's like, I feel amazing. Like I, I don't have any brain fog anymore. The energy levels, I'm in the gym again. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> I'm <know>. glad, <laughs> I'm glad. But I mean, the fact that he had a doctor that was at 300, you know, and, and they're just not up to speed on what's going on and how, how much testosterone plays a role in men and estrogen from a women perspective, you know, it's just really kind of frightening that the, the medical field is kind of stuck in this reactive sense of like, well, if you're not dying, then we don't need to really worry about it. you're good. You know, like, no, I, I want to live and be badass and energetic and everything else until I'm like 90 years old or whenever I die. But I want to feel good as I'm doing it. I don't want to feel like total shit, you know, my whole life. Right. You know, what can I do to make myself not feel like shit? That's, that's where I want to be at. And uh, yeah. medical field doesn't look at that, you know, at least currently today, at least most PCPs don't. I have to say my doctor, phenomenal, supportive of everything I do. You know, I teach him now, you know, so like I'm giving him <laughs> lessons. <laughs> he's, he's booking in. He's now on TRT now because of me. So, you know, like, <laughs> I think the thing about it is, and again, the same conversation I had on Friday, you know, we did talk about the hormone replacement therapy. And I think there's two sort of things that, that people have a, a negative reaction to it is number one, there is obviously the, it, it feels like cheating quote unquote, or there's, you know, they have an experience of it being abused and whatever. And that's going to be the same across the board. Yeah. And also there is the fact that, you know, you can definitely abuse testosterone, no question about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you can abuse anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except in, even calories. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing is, you know, essentially testosterone is what makes us a man. So having that sort of realization that your testosterone or you you as a man is low is, is something that sort of a mental block to come over. But even, you know, again, the, the client had asked me a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, he had heard me talk about it and did I go down the route and was I doing it? And, you know, what was my experience? And I told him and I just spoke about, energy levels, ability to focus, like sleeping better, being able to work better. And when we were on the call, he was like, the cool thing about that was he didn't even mention like, you know, build a muscle or the gym yeah. at all. And it's like, but it, it didn't even cross my mind. Like yeah. the things that I feel better about or the impact that it's had on me 
yes, okay, definitely in the gym wise, 100%, but it's not what I feel like or where I feel I get the most benefits from. And he was like, you know, that, that sort of motivated him a bit more because it's not necessarily just about, you know, I want to start taking testosterone because I want big muscles. It's a case of, you know, I want to think better. I want to live longer. I want to have a better quality life, recover better. All the things that, that come along with it, that the desk definitely, they, they definitely don't associate with initially. Well, I mean, even, even, you know, for you look at, at both men and women from an estrogen slash testosterone perspective, you know, it's going to make you feel better as you get older by supplementing hormones and putting them to more of a normal level. Your body just doesn't produce anymore. There's a lot of studies on estrogen for women that if you take it pre-menopause and as you start going through menopause, the effects of menopause are substantially lower and you have longevity impact of, as in you live longer with estrogen replacement. So, you know, and, and it helps with a lot of other areas uh, from a woman perspective. So, um, you know, those are the things that I th you think people are kind of taboo on because it has been abused before in the past. And, you know, when you look at, at testosterone, you know, my, my, you know, it was, it was interesting because, you know, and, and I've been fully transparent in mine when, when I first started on uh, testosterone, you know, it's hard to figure out what the numbers are, but you're also introducing a lot of new things, right? You're eating better, you're eating cleaner, you're eating whole foods. You're also lifting, which increases testosterone levels. So, you know, when I first started, the amount of testosterone I needed back then was much more than I need now. I need less now because of how my body produces testosterone. So it was funny because I went to the doctor and got my blood work done and my levels were, it just said greater than 1500. I'm like, what? Like, it doesn't even tell me what I'm at. I'm like, oh shit, like I need to drop this over down. This, you know, like, over the scale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, like they only test because the normal ranges are usually, you know, like, you know, between one is, you know, you have no testosterone and like 1500 is like, hey, you're, above the average you know, level. But I mean, people that, you know, go to like 3000 or more, you know, like they're abusing, you know, that type of stuff. So I was like, well, I need to drop this down. So I dropped my, you know, stuff down uh, substantially and more in like the, you know, 900 to 1100 range, which is where I, I feel pretty good at uh, from that side. So, but everybody's different. Like some people may feel better at 600 or 700, 800. So you might feel better at 1200, 1300. Just depends on your body, what you think is good. As long as you don't have, a, you know, any major impact to, um, you know, red blood cell counts or, that's HPG or, you know, uh, acne can be a, you know, a problem, uh, blood pressure, depending, you know, some people have those effects. I do not at all. Um, and those are things that you need to monitor as you go through it. But, you know, most folks, if you're just doing normal dosages of testosterone at a normal level, not abusing it, it is fantastic. Like, it is one of the best things that you could do. And, and um, there's a lot of studies that show testosterone increases um, your, your ability to enjoy resistance training substantially. So your body actually uh, yearns for resistance training when you have higher levels of testosterone, which makes sense. You know, testosterone is, you know, a, a way for us to be able to put on muscle mass. It is a way for us to survive out in the wild, in the woods and things like that. So we need to be strong. So therefore, you know, it makes sense that our brain is like, hey, we need to get stronger in order for us to be able to accomplish this mission. So um, it has some really cool things about it. But again, you know, it's not taboo anymore. It's more so understanding your body, the hormones that you need, getting the blood work done to see. And not everybody needs testosterone. Like if you're in the 600 to 700 range, fantastic. If I was in the, the anywhere between 300 and well, I was at, I was 200. So I was in the hypogonadism stage. So I was really low. Oh God, I can't even believe how, I, how bad I felt then versus now. Um, but if you're in like the, you know, anything below 300, hundred percent, do it. I mean, just do it. Um, you know, if you're in the four or 500 range and you're still feeling it, bumping up a little bit is a good idea. But usually most people, you know, if you're in the six to 800 range, that's great. You know, that's a, that's a great range to be at.
Yeah, well, I think the, the most important thing about it is, as with anything else, it's not the sole thing that's going to make you feel better. You know, yeah. And if you start taking testosterone hormone replacement therapy, but you're eating like a dickhead and you're not training, then you're not going to get the same effects. It's everything that sort of comes in line with yep. it, and you will get more benefit from it if you are doing and taking all the other boxes. It's not, it's not magic by any stretch of the imagination, but it can make you feel better alongside everything else that you're doing. Absolutely. Well, that's this week's podcast, folks. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. Uh, hopefully, it gave you a good week of motivation to continue on to train, to push harder, to push yourself harder, to try new things. Um, you know, that's that's the, the cool part about all this is we're all learning different experiences and doing different things. Um, but uh, if you like what we're doing, share with us on, uh, you know, share share your successes, share your failures, your struggles, uh, you know, in our community, on Discord, on Twitter, with the We Hack Health uh, podcast or uh, uh, hashtag and share us to friends and family. You know, if you think we were doing some good stuff here, that's what we enjoy. We don't get any monetary benefit from this. We just enjoy helping folks in the industry. So uh, with that, pass over to Ben for any any closing words, but really appreciate everybody's support. I'm just glad that we made it for that episode without any. He did, didn't hopefully, crash this hopefully. time. <laughs> he didn't crash 32 times this time. <laughs> but you yeah, see the sad face on the other one, like, oh. <laughs> there were so many bits I had to cut out because you were just like, fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> but yes, everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody who put up with us in the last episode. Hopefully that's the last time we have any sort of shit shoes and we'll be back to normal service from next week. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Catch you next week. See you next week.